Radio. This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Everyone's here is super smiling. This message of unconditional love. Boys in the air for super smiling. Here to save the day. Kindness is the way. And we begin now. Hi, everybody. We are on a super smiley adventure where we know that animals are healers and teachers and that they can transport us to grand adventures and beauty way beyond our normal lives if we're only open to it. I'm Megan Blake, dog trainer, actor, and the pet lifestyle coach. And first, I want to start this show with a big special shout out to my new German Shepherd dog, Anandita. She made her first broadcast television debut this week on WFMY News. And believe me, she's got some big shoes to fill after walking after Super Smiley, who you all know was a film actor and was on just about every TV network out there. So we're so happy for Anandita's debut. Good girl. She's right here with me. Good baby. (laughs) Y'all can see it by going to WFMY.com. Those are the call letters, WFMY.com, and searching for my name, Megan Blake. The stories about my dog training classes where Anandita is my demo dog. And in this short little news piece, we give a ton of training information. And we had so much fun. We had so much fun that when they cut back to the studio shot, the anchors were laughing and telling stories about their dog. (laughs) And they even, they even, oh, get this. They even called me the local dog whisperer. So Anandita made me look good. Good job, sweet girl. So back to our show here. On our show here, you get pet information, but even better, inspiration and integration of all things you can use for your life with your pet. Our show is inspired by and named after, as you all know, my handsome shelter dog, Super Smiley, who led me on a lifetime of adventures. And I know his beautiful spirit is with me right now and every day. Super Smiley was a handsome shelter mutt. He inspired the world's first kindness program, teaching kids kindness through pets, the Super Smiley Project. We traveled the country together, speaking to thousands of kids about the lessons pets can teach us. Two songs were inspired by him, and he was a film and television actor and a therapy dog with deep missions. So he inspired, healed, and brought smiles and beauty every place he traveled. And that is just like our guest today and the show she traveled with, Kavalia. Cavalia is the world-renowned, most awe-inspiring Cirque du Soleil-like horse performance involving 70 free dancing beyond beautiful horses. It's like watching a dream. Our guest today was one of the human stars of the show, and I'm so excited to learn more. So let's welcome Real Life Horse Whisperer and Cavalia star, Farallon Ferguson. Welcome, Farallon. Hi, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. And I love that our paths have crossed. I mean... I'm just so pumped. <laughs> it is amazing. But you know what? I believe that like people find each other and that's just the way the world works. What do you think? I know I completely agree. And uh, I think we're all on that path that, you know, nothing is an accident for sure. And we definitely are not. So <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you for joining us today. And Fairlyn, so our listeners can get an idea of the massive beauty, the profound beauty and scope of what audiences saw at Cavalia. Can you describe it? Paint a picture for our listeners. Oh my gosh. It's so hard. You know, you saw the show. Yes. It's almost like an equestrian ballet. Comparison to Cirque du Soleil, I would say is, is very, very good. It's acrobatics, it's horses, it's live music, it's singing, it's dancing. Um, It is this, it's this beautiful collection of the arts from all different spectrums. People from all over the world are cast. It's about 40 to 50 people representing, you know, 
10 to 15 countries at any given time. There were uh, always anywhere between 45 to 55 horses, different breeds, different styles. I mean, different saddles, the music. It, it was just, it's this collage of our world all put together beautifully, theatrically on one stage. And there was always something there for everybody. There was always this saying, like, unless even, you know, two to 92, you're going to find something in the show that inspires you. And whether you love this horse or that horse or this person or that person, we actually, as the performers on the show, were made to look androgynous. So we were never even meant to be the focal point of the show. It was only supposed to be the horses. Now, obviously, people are going to pick their favorite characters and things like that. But I, right, so Cavalia stopped traveling. Um, obviously, due to COVID, it has not opened back up. I don't know if it will or not. But that led me and you because now I'm at Shooting Star Horse Farm and uh, continuing horse training and rescue missions here. And, you know, it's funny where life takes you. So here we are. Oh, I love this so much. And like you just you just hit all the points and the show is so beautiful. I want to get back to the show, but let's talk about there are no accidents once again. So Fairland mentioned being a beautiful performer in this colossal where it brings the whole world together, where the horses are the stars. I love, Fairland, that you mentioned that the horses are the stars. The people are meant to look androgynous, but they're beautiful costumes like in Cirque du Soleil. And you actually, I never thought about this, you all are the supporting cast, the supporting cast for the beautiful horses. And I want to add, you described it beautifully, but to everybody, the horses are free. They are loose. They are doing dance choreography like if you go to a ballet, the Nutcracker, and you see the ballet dancers dancing around. The horses are are doing this and they don't have ropes on there are no halters so i want to emphasize this is absolutely nothing if you haven't seen this like the old time circuses with the ringmaster and the whips oh my goodness no the horses are they're relaxed and they're i have chills right now like you said fairland it's almost impossible to describe and the stage is enormous i read on their website it's seventeen thousand five hundred square feet seventeen thousand 500 square feet is the stage and it's under the world's largest big top. It's like a giant cyclorama and there's a screen on the background, like a giant movie screen with different beautiful things coming up like, um, you know, clouds, like the horses are floating in the clouds or, or they're going through the water. I mean, just amazing amazing and let's see they're just and that that the the performers sometimes they'll come down like in Cirque du Soleil with the aerial silks where they come down and they're circling and then they join the horse's movements and then they'll land gently on the horse and they'll do the Cirque du Soleil poses I just want everyone to understand it transports the audience to emotions of awe visions of beauty and as Fairlyn mentioned I can describe this with this great feeling because I saw the show two times when I lived in LA, I saw it south of LA. And then I also saw it in Santa Monica on the beach. The big top was actually right by the ocean. So right. it is amazing. So Fairlyn, tell us what it's like performing at such a world-class level and with these world-class horse performers. What was that personally, intimately like for you? Well, it was amazing because, you know, your horse trainers, right? We all think we're right. <laughs> Our way is the best way. We all think that, you know, what we're doing works and, and it does. And then to come together with people literally from all over the world and to share knowledge and to watch them work. And it's like, well, hey, their way works as well. And okay, so if I can take a little bit of their way and add it to my way. And again, it was this constant on stage. It was like we were all bleeding together. But then even backstage, 
it was the same. And I remember when I first started there, I had a brand name of something, something that was really big here in the States, really dumb, right? So I go and, and I'm wearing it or, and I honestly can't remember what it was. And somebody was like, oh, what, what is that? And they mispronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> what they don't even know what it is and it's funny because it was like that it's like things that you know we put so much emphasis on here in the states people don't even know what that is over you know in different countries and it was the same and and so there were some things that were like you know what this really isn't important but this is you know and finding the this and that's that what is important and what's not important in everything whether it was animal training whether it's what you put your time and energy to even into like what you wore you know it just it really changed my thoughts and my perceptions on what matters on a much much grander scale and you know it was such a learning experience well, one of the things that I love, because you talked about the brand and the clothes, obviously costuming is, is critical to the, the look of the, the show. But what's really, really important is what I think animals bring us right back to the soul of what is important. Like we talked about on Indeed, I learning to be my demo dog, about training these horses on a world scale. The animals are what, they're the ones who teach us what they need and how to do it. Do you agree with that? They're the ones oh. who tell us how to train them, right? And that's what's so funny is because they don't care. They don't care. <laughs> what, they don't care, you know, about so many things that we put such an emphasis on. And, you know, and that that's ultimately what it boils down to is at the end of the day, like they care about what matters. And right. have you ever heard a horse doesn't care how much you know until they know how much you care? <gasps> oh, no, but I love that. Oh my gosh. A horse doesn't care about how much you know until they know how much you care. And I feel like that there's such truth to that because horses will hang the world for you. You know, so much heavier than the moon, right? They'll hang the hung the moon. They hung the moon. Well, the moon's like easy. I know. <laughs> hang the world and we'll talk. So, right, you know, and they will, but they, they have to know that you're invested in them before they just give you everything that, you know, they're very different than dogs. They, you know, dogs have this just unconditional love. And I feel like a horse is somewhere of a marriage between a, a dog and a cat. What I think about that, Fairland, the way I describe that to people who is that dogs like humans are predators. We have our eyes in the front of our head, right? So we're looking for what's out there. So do cats. But horses are actually prey animals. Horses are like deer. Their eyes are big, bulging, almost on the side of their heads. They can almost see 360 degrees. So when I tell people that, like my beautiful Starfire, who I rescued, was made dangerous from abuse, and he was an Arabian, which is already a highly charged animal, he trusted me. Like you're saying, you just said, he knew I cared. I saw him. I literally saw into his soul. So he relaxed with me. But back to the point about the horses being different from dogs, it's a prey animal versus a predator animal. So I tell people when I'm riding a horse like Starfire, it's like riding a wild deer. And that gives you the um, this feeling of how much communication you need to have with these animals and how they have to really have confidence in you. And I have another question for you, Fairland. I got to go backstage at Cavalia. I had the VIP passes both times. So everybody, the people who get the VIP passes backstage, it's better than a rock concert backstage pass. You get to go in the barns and see the horses. I got to touch some and I felt that they were so relaxed and so proud of their purpose. Can you talk about the actual horses? What, what you got that they felt? How did they like? performing 
Right, absolutely. So horses uh, are working animals. Historically, they've always been working animals and horses need jobs. They need purpose. It's just like us, but even so, I mean, they're built strong, they're built smart, they're built to, you know, be obedient and horses need jobs. And those horses had purposeful jobs and they knew it. And on top of that, they were fortunate enough to, to have a job, but then also get pampered to the point where, you know, <laughs> they <I> saw. <laughs> ridiculous, <laughs> you know? Oh my gosh, they had the braided manes and oh, and you could tell they loved it. Like people would come by and ooh and on, they would just stretch their neck out and pose. Oh, I'm telling you, audience out there, it was these horses knew. <laughs> there was a horse that I rode at Cavalia, and I promise you, at the end, you know, everybody stands up and everybody's clapping, standing ovation every night. So thankful for that. And he would wait. Like it, it's time to walk out. And I'm like, okay, Crayola, let's go, you know, <laughs> like stiffen up a bit. Like I'm not done. And I'd be like, okay, <laughs> you're not done. You're right. Like, oh my God, uh, it's you. so true. I'm working for you right now, Crayola, and it's okay. Oh, that's so cool. Love it. And there was, um, you know, in the care, it was so great to work for a company that the care trumped everything and to be able to to do interviews and talk to people and know deep down you weren't hiding something you know no our horses get the best care <laughs> you know and deep down you knew that there was not great things going on and that wasn't the case there there was one city where we the equestrian director felt that the the water wasn't good and it was giving some of the horses diarrhea they shipped in 50,000 gallons of water every two days to water those horses while we were in that city because they were concerned that the water was making them not feel their best. And, you know, and it was that kind of thing where it's just like, that's what they deserve, you know? And, and even me, sometimes I'm like, ah, was that over the top? Oh my gosh. We do it for ourselves, right? We get acupuncture, we get massages, we try to eat the best food. We do all this stuff. Why are we not doing it for the animals that bring us life. I love this, Fairland. I absolutely love this. And you just you just really explained what I meant when I said this is not the circus you saw when you were a child, you know, a million years ago or whatever. But I want to hear more about the human performer's relationship and communication with these special horses. And if I have time, I'll share a little bit more about my beautiful relationship with Starfire. When, when we first met, was headed for slaughter until our communication saved us both right after this break. Smiley, are you with us? Good boy. Hey friends, 12 million. That's the number of dogs and cats this year alone that will be diagnosed with cancer or another chronic disease. But we can all fight back with a scientifically proven, all-natural, super antioxidant called C60. This incredible, Nobel Prize-winning, vet-approved product is now available for our best friends, our pets. Do what hundreds of pet owners have already done. Get your pet on the path to a healthier, happier, and longer life. Pet Life Radio listeners will receive 10% off their first bottle. Go to PetsLoveC60.com to learn more. This is a limited time offer, so go to PetsLoveC60.com today. That's Pets Love, the letter C, the numbers 60.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Everyone should 
We're back on a super smiley adventure with Cavalia star and horse whisperer, Fairlyn Ferguson. Welcome back, Fairlyn. Hey. Oh, yes, here we go. Before we move on, I'm so excited. I've got to do a quick shout out for our amazing sponsor who gave you a little info during the break. It's about C60. So C stands for carbon molecule, C60, and it's a Nobel Prize winning wonder molecule. It's literally called a wonder molecule and won a Nobel Prize for its discovery. It has over 28,000 published papers on its ingredients. It's over 140 times stronger than vitamin C as an antioxidant. So it helps with inflammation, dis-ease, helps eliminate free radicals, which is often the start of disease, and it helps us and our dogs live a longer life. So Anandita, my German Shepherd's on it, I'm on it, and Fairland, it's for horses too. We're going to send you some. We'll send some for you and for the horse and you can- Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I want to get in touch with some equine vets. They're getting on board to try it. They're getting results with arthritis and Cushing's. Everybody who doesn't know Cushing's is a, well, dogs get Cushing's as well. It, it affects one of the glands, but anyway, a high level show horses. So we're so excited to send you some and see what you think. And um, oh, one more, one more point on this, everybody. You can try it too with a special 10% discount for super smiley listeners. You can get it and learn more go to pets love c60.com like the letter pets love c60.com yay okay <laughs> so Fairland, let's talk about communicating with horses in the wfmy news piece with anandita we talked about how the most important part of dog training to me is communication so how does you mentioned this a little bit but how does one communicate with a horse if someone doesn't know a horse how do you talk to a horse Fairland? Uh, well, you know, like all good communication, you start with listening, listening and time. I've always been such an advocate about, um, you know, people are like, well, I've been, you know, I go out and see my horse every Wednesday and, and I'm just not making any progress. And, and I'm like, well, so put everything into, you know, a perspective as if you're in a relationship. Okay. So I go see my husband every Wednesday. <laughs> what? I go see my best friend Wednesdays. We only talk on Wednesday for an hour. And it's just kind of that thing where it's like, you have to invest in them. You have to invest time and time. Um, every horse is different. There's no magic button. There's no, you do a, then you do B, then you do C, then you do D that's with every relationship. Right? So it's the same with horses that, you know, you <laughs> savage. Is that so? Uh, oh, that's everybody. Let me just throw this in. The big noise you just heard was her giant dog. I want to hear about him later, but go back to the horses and he's so cute. Hey baby. Hey, savage baby. <laughs> just having that communication with them and you have to figure out what your horse's buttons are and you have to listen to them. You have to spend time around them and it, it starts there. I agree with you completely. I also know that animals can be healers and teachers. They actually are healers and teachers if we're just open to it. So have horses, have they taught something about you? What have horses taught you about life? Patience. Patience. Um, <laughs> patience. Well, and, and that's what's funny. And you, you know, you go in and you have this idea of what you're going to do because it worked on the horse before, right? So, you know, great. I'm going to do it on this horse. And that's just not how it is back to relationships you know what you did with one boyfriend's not what you can work with another boyfriend or friends or you know every everybody's different every horse is different and so um kind of realizing that every time i get on a horse every time i interact with a horse i cannot go in with the mindset that i'm gonna do what i just did with this other horse or what i did with a horse two years ago because this is a different horse and 
And so you spend some time with them and listen and see, you know, what they're saying along the lines of, you know, hey, does this work for them? Are they okay with this? Is this what connects you to them? Is this where they thrive? You know, and being able to differentiate between this is what kind of brings them alive. And then this is what brings this horse alive. You know, that is so beautiful. There's so many things I want to say to what you just said. I asked if you learned any any lessons, life lessons, and you talked about listening and communication. But you, the first thing you said was listening. And that's the same with humans, humans. So many people, when someone's saying something, they're in their mind, the other, you're in your mind saying, okay, what am I going to say to this? But I want to make this point. And the whole thing is listening. What did they just give you? How can you process that and then react in a way, meaning now I'm back to the horses, touching the horses, sitting a different way, grounding into the horse, standing back, just letting them look at you or smell your hand. There are a zillion things, but it all starts with listening, right? Right. And that's the thing is we, we have gotten so groomed to somebody says something and we immediately respond. We immediately respond with something whether it's a one upper story, whether it's, you know, what we thought of instead of just saying, wow, okay. Yeah. yeah taking it in. Right. And, and that's huge. I mean, that's, and that is the thing, you know, somebody comes to you with a concern and instead of disregarding their concern or telling them why their concern is not valid or immediately telling them how their concern reminds you of a concern you used to have, <laughs> <laughs> putting all those things aside, even if you have nothing to say at the moment, just saying, okay, I, I understand what you're saying. I hear you. I love that. I hear you. And with, with the horses, the same thing. When the horse, I won't have time to tell the story about Starfire because we're, I want to hear everything from Fairland, but my horse had been horribly abused. I'm talking, they threw him to the ground by his ears, put their knee in his throat. He was rearing over backwards while they're throwing a big Western saddle in the air, trying to make it land on his back. This is before I got my, before I got him. And it was horribly abused. They asked me if I wanted to ride this little Arabian I'd made friends with. I'm like, of course I do. Of course I do. So anyway, I am telling the story. I'll do it quickly. So they were throwing the saddle up in the air, make, trying to make it land on the back, his back while he's trying to rear over backwards. And I'd ridden my whole life like Fairland. So I, I was horrified. I said, just get away from him. Give me a leg up. I'll get on him bareback. So I rode him through the mountains in Chatsworth and Los Angeles. We had the most magical ride. It was like riding a little unicorn. I've never, ever had this experience in my life. We got back and the barn owner started screaming at me. He said, you're, you know, this horse is crazy. You could have been killed. You're, this horse is crazy. And it wasn't my horse. So I just silenced myself. And I, but I thought in my head, nope, all these people are crazy. And I, with great reluctance, gave the reins back over to these horrible people and it was a boarding facility. And that's why I was there. I was sharing a horse with another man. And I'd never seen this behavior from any of these people. I was just doing my own little thing. And then when I got home, the owner called and said, I heard you rode my horse. He's going to slaughter tomorrow. The truck's coming to get him. Do you want him? And I said, yep, no doubt about it. I said, yes. And so she said, okay, I'll bring you a paper to sign. So I thought it was just a paper. I was going to say, I'm giving you this horse who's now your property. What it was though, was it was registration papers. This horse was a full blood Arabian. And on both sides, his mother's side and his father's side, he was a descendant of world champion, a world champion on both sides, boss. So what I had been given was an extremely abused, stunted, had mange on his back end, king. I'd been given, gifted a little king. And with communication, because the horse, I, I heard him and I saw him and he became my beautiful starfire, Fairland. You never met him, but he is my spirit twin, which I think is beyond soulmate. He was my spirit twin on this earth. And um, anyway, let's get back to you. But everybody, the point of that story was to talk about communication, how we listen to these animals. And starfire, 
and helped me heal through many, many times. So that's my next question for you, Fairland. Um, have horses helped you heal in some way? Tell us the story. Right. So um, both actually physically and mentally. So I had an accident in 2003 where I was uh, hiking up these cliffs and you can jump out into water at any point on the cliffs. And when, you know, I'm going up and so I'm like, well, if I'm going to jump off, I'm jumping from the top. And so I go all the way up to the top. It's right at 70 feet, 68 to be exact. And I go to jump off and slight hesitation and the footing gives way. Uh out and over the rocks, I fell down the rocks. And so I broke 46 bones. I was in the hospital for six months. I was in college at the time. I hadn't been riding during that time. I was actually playing basketball at university. So, you know, obviously a collegiate athlete that takes precedence over, you know, hobby riding. And, you know, my whole world changed. I pretty much took a hard right turn in life. You know, I wasn't able to play basketball anymore. And I'd always been so active. And after 13 surgeries and being in the hospital for six months, um, because I was no longer able to play on the collegiate level, horses kept me going during that time. It was something that was low impact. It was something that I knew how to do. And I was able to ride better before I could run. You know, I could yeah, get on a horse. Yeah, right. Run. And so it gave me that strength and it gave me that exercise and it gave me that ability to stay active or regain being active because of, you know, the injuries that I had. And, you know, and, and I would say then is where I really started to become the, the horse person that I am today, because I couldn't just get on and go with no care and no thought because I was injured. And so my horses at the time helped me <laughs> guide me through that. And, you know, it gave me stuff to focus on. It gave me things to work towards, even if it was simple, so simple, you know, even holding my legs correctly again was so painful because of the injuries in my left leg and, and things like that, that really, you know, in that quiet alone time, you know, there, there were no shows there were, it was before Cavalli, it was before all those things that the horses allowed me to get back to physically the person that I was prior to the accident. That is an amazing, amazing story. And, and we want to hear more about this. We're going to take a short break. I want to hear more about your recovery. And thank you so much for sharing, sharing that. We're going to hear more about Cavalia and the amazing Fairland Ferguson right after this break. Smiley and I feel good boy. Does your pet's breath leave a bit or a lot to be desired? You can give your pet the gift of sweeter breath and you'll get sweeter kisses with Probiora Pet. That breath is the result of harmful bacteria which lives in your pet's mouth. And that harmful bacteria can lead to serious health problems. The solution is to crowd out that bad bacteria with positive bacteria. All it takes is one scoop a day of Probiora Pet mixed into their food to replenish the good bacteria. That's it. This all-natural, no-taste, no-odor powder is the only dental care probiotic for pets, which delivers beneficial bacteria, which supports tooth and gum health and crowds out the bad. A healthy body starts with a healthy mouth, and Probiora Pet is the best way to give your pet a healthy mouth. And our listeners get a 10% discount using PLR10 at checkout. To purchase, go to probiorahealth.com. That's probiorahealth.com. And use code PLR10 at checkout for 10% off. 
Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Everyone's here is super We're back on a super smiley adventure with the amazing Fairlyn Ferguson. Fairlyn, thank you so much for sharing that story. And I love the way you talked about that you could ride the horse before you could run. So the horse actually was not was beyond a therapy horse for you. At one time, they were your legs. They were helping you reposition your body, finding your alignment. Can you talk more about that and also how they helped you with emotional healing? I imagine this was quite a traumatic time. You were going, my God, beyond traumatic, right? Tell us about that. Well, um, right. So physically, you know, they were my legs. Um, I can walk, of course, but um, that was after, you know, quite a bit of physical therapy. And then it was painful. It was always painful. But when I got on the horse, you know, that's core strength, that's balance, that's being able to feel that I was normal again, you know, and and just it, it kept me from being that person that after an accident, you know, they gain a bunch of weight and they're still on the pain pills. And, you know, they gave me a reason to do something, <laughs> to get up and go have something to do. And that's, that's what they did, you know? And, and I think at the time, I don't think that I realized how mentally I was, how they were bringing me through that time period. But when you have something that's your life, you know, so basketball and, and collegiate ball was my identity. and that's who I was in college. I was, you know, a female basketball player. And when that is so suddenly taken away from you, it's like, wait, who am I right now? Like, those are my friends. That's my social group, you know, and all of a sudden it's, it's gone in that sense. I mean, they were great and supportive, but you know, deep down, I was like, I don't have practice to go to. I don't even have classes to go to right now. I'm at home back in um, Virginia and the school was in South Carolina and it was all gone. So I had you know, myself and physical therapy. And then I had my horses and, you know, it kind of reset me back on this path that, you know, obviously later is such a blessing because then I joined uh, Dolly Parton's Dixie Stampede, which is a horse riding dinner show. And then on to Cavalia. So it's so interesting where something that could have just killed my life and me never going back, never finishing college, never doing anything and just becoming, you know, a patient of, circumstances, my horses pulled me through all of those things. And then, you know, I credit them a hundred million percent to, you know, and God, but where I am today. Fairlyn, I see that from your story. I don't want to project onto your story, but it's just so profound what you just said that the horses literally, and from what you just said, I got that the horses literally saved your life and I've been there. And they always have, you know, that's a major milestone where they did, but I mean, breakup ever a better rider than <laughs> after a breakup. And I'm just like, these are the only matter, <laughs> you know, and, and I go and, and I just pour my heart and soul into them, you know, because when you don't have those distractions in life and, and I mean, it's just, even when I was a child, you know, my, my childhood growing up was far from perfect. And I didn't have horses at that time, but I, even just the idea of having a horse, owning a horse, I went there in my mind. I drew pictures. I looked through magazines. I would walk around my yard and pretend that, you know, I was walking with my horse that I didn't have. Now I'm, I'm a child, just so everybody's No, Fairland, let me just interject here. When I was a little girl, I did the same thing. Oh my gosh. I'll, I'll go. You probably 
or were just like me. We'd be driving in the car and see a cow. I'm like, I want that cow. I want that rabbit. I want that horse. I want to touch the horse. And the first time I sat on a horse, I was five years old. It was a rent string and they had me on this big, big, big horse, but really gentle, like an old, old horse with this tiny little saddle that probably was 10 inches, you know, from front to back. Cause I'm this little tiny child. That was like the best moment in my entire life. And I knew that I was meant to be with horses. And my father's surname in his family actually is full wider and full wider is a German word, Fullenvieder, which actually means, which I, I learned this way later on in my adulthood, means foal keepers, keepers of the foals. So this is like not only in my spirit, it's in my genetics. Is that crazy when you learn something like that? What also is funny, I'm glad you mentioned the genetics thing, is because, you know, I think a lot of people have draws to horses and they don't understand why. Why am I born with this feeling? Why do I, you know, have this, this draw or when you see horses on the side of the road, why are you just, oh, look at the horses? And it's so many more people than you would think. And it's because horses are a part of us. It is not that far removed a century-ish, maybe, for the wealthy that horses were even taken out of our daily transportation. It's how our country was discovered. It gave us mobility. It helped us establish our home sites, our farms. You know, they're so not that far generationally removed were horses part of who we are today. And I don't think enough time has even passed, if it ever passes enough, that that will be fully out of our, our blood because that's how we became who we are. And I think people don't always realize this. I can't even take credit for that. A sheik, when we were in the Middle East, actually said it. He said, the horses established the world. And that is why the, the human is so drawn to the horse. And it makes so much sense. Why was Cavalia so successful in the middle of New York, to Australia, everywhere in Europe, Asia, no matter where that show went, people would just come in like zombies almost, just horses. <laughs> and I would all think like, what do these people in the middle of Paris, how do they have such a love and draw for horses and the Middle East? And, you know, we're in Taiwan and the line is out the door and, you know, and it's just so you realize the horse created our world in the sense of, you know, just making us who we are today. And also for our survival. If it were not for the horse humans, we wouldn't have had been, have been able to travel the distances. It, they helped create the railroads. They helped create everything, our foods, our crops, you know, in the fields. And you're absolutely right. There is a, a something within our bodies that literally resonates, not only on an energy level, but on a DNA level, like you said. Yeah. And so, Fairland, you mentioned that you weren't sure you know, what was going to happen with Cavalia, but I did see on there because of the pandemic, like with so many businesses, but I understand from their website, Cavalia is going to be streaming shows so we all can enjoy these from our homes. And everybody, let's all just keep up with that together at Cavalia.com. I'll spell it for you. It's C-A-V-A-L-I-A, Cavalia.com. So let's all keep up with that. And when you go to the websites, be, we didn't have time because Farrell and I talked so much. Be sure to go to the horses and read their bios. Oh my God, these bios are so cute. They're like, they say, I can't even remember their names, but like someone, they'll say, he loves to play soccer with his giant soccer ball and he loves everyone. They're, and their pictures are just, well, be inspiring just to see their pictures. And also, Farrell, I know you know that my dream is to 
have another horse since my beautiful starfire is in heaven looking at me now, looking at us now. But um, I saw on Cavalia's website that sometimes the retired horses can be adopted by just the perfect person. And I feel like I, I would have, if I can't be approved, I don't know who is going to be approved. And they'd be living with Fairlyn, taking care of them at the beautiful um, shooting star farm where she worked with Cavalia. So you never know what's going to play out. Do you Fairlyn? You never know. I have my two horses from Cavalia. So when they retired from Cavalia, Cavalia gave them to me. And so they are here now, um, Greensboro, North Carolina, Shooting Star Horse Farm. So forever thankful for them and that company and being able to to allow that to happen, you know, because they were with me all those years. And and that's the thing. A lot of times show horses, race horses, performing animals in general, when they're done performing, there's a lack of continuation for them in the sense of having a purpose, like we talked about earlier, and just living out a life that they deserve, unfortunately. Yeah, that they deserve. That's that's the way to put it. And um, Fairlyn, so everybody, I met Fairlyn just maybe a few weeks ago. Fairlyn is now the manager at this gorgeous, exquisite barn. It's like a hotel. You could live there. And my little mini haha is there living the life of luxury. But Fairlyn, I have to meet your Cavalia horses. I knew your horses were there. So I'm going to come meet them. Maybe this afternoon I can even come by. And we're Fairlyn, we are so grateful and so excited and so happy that you joined us on this super smiley adventure. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Just a little bit of advice to give someone looking for a horse or a dog or anything you'd like to share. Oh, God. Trust your instinct. Don't let outside sources or don't let your second guess nature. Um, there's been so many times where my gut instinct said, do it, do it. And then the immediate next instinct was, well, but this, but that, but this. And if I had listened to the, but this, but this, but that, I would not have my dog. I would not have the horses I have, you know, it's just so many things. So just trust yourself and don't allow this world to pull you away so far from instinctually the things that animals give us deep down, which is just knowing deep down what's right, what to do, how to act, how to treat them and people. And, um, you know, don't go into it with the mindset that you know. And I think that's that's good for life, right? Don't go into meeting somebody and, oh, I know how they're going to be, or I'm going to go in and I'm going to show this person like, listen, and open your mind and open your heart, not only to, you know, people in this world, but of course, animals that show us better than any person ever will. Oh, so well said. Oh, it's perfect. I just love it, love it, love it. And I want to echo my little button on that. It's like when, and when they were throwing that saddle up in the air on that poor abused little Arabian scared to death, instead of me running away or yelling at the men or confronting them, I just said, give me a leg up, drop the saddle on the ground. Give me a leg up. Boom. Right. Right. Yes, I love it, Fairlyn. Again, thank you so much for being on this show, highlighting these exquisite horses for us and sharing your beautiful spirit. Thank you, Fairlyn. Thank you. Love your work. Love what you do. And yeah, we'll talk soon. Okay, thanks, Fairlyn. Bye. 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 Thank you, Fairlyn. And everybody, feel free to reach out to me at Pet Life Radio or through my website at meganblakeofficial.com or at webeginnow.com. You can find everything I'm doing, my YouTube dog training videos, all social media, and you can really learn a lot of super helpful dog training tips on my dog training videos on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Megan Blake. And also we can meet in person for dog training session over Zoom. My Zoom classes have been covered by Spectrum News and we've gotten great results from all over the country. And remember, if you're looking to improve or keep your dog or horse's health, check out PetsLoveC60.com. And finally, 
big shout out and thank you to our super producer, Mark Winter, for our show here and for our fabulous bumper music he composed and performs. All about sharing kindness with Super Smiley. And to everybody who loves their pets, thank you all for joining us on a Super Smiley adventure. And remember, wherever you are with your pets, it's an adventure and we begin now. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.